episode 32. Shut your mouth. Hello and welcome to the 10 Minute Off-Road Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki G. I'm here to inform, entertain, and delight you about all things off-road for the next 10 minutes or so. Why 10 minutes? Well, that's about how long I have until my wife gets back home. And that one really sucked. I'm running out of shtick. All right, welcome to the show. And before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to Anchor, who is hosting this fine podcast. And I'm sure there's going to be a message from me in the middle telling you how wonderful Anchor is. And believe it, so far, so good. They've been good to me. You can catch the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast on Podbean, Anchor, of course, Breaker, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast. Yeah, I'm not making this stuff up. Radio Public and Spotify. Half of those I have never heard of before. But you can't catch the 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast on iHeartRadio, Pandora, or anything else that you might listen to a podcast on. Because, I don't know, they just don't recognize me as a valid podcast yet. You could, you could contact the show via Facebook. We have our own web page or Facebook page, 10-Minute Off-Road Podcast, which has like no interaction because, you know, I'm not too big on the social media. I apologize. But if you manage to get a hold of me, I will respond. And you could also catch it on Instagram, 10-Minute Off-Road, and the Twitter, which I think Twitter's kind of dying now because I'm not really tweeting much anymore. You could email us at 10 minute offroad at gmail.com and you can catch us on our YouTube channel 10 minute offroad or you know I don't I'm, I don't have enough subscribers yet to get my own URL on YouTube so uh, you're just gonna have to hunt it but I also put it on my uh, on my YouTube channel Nick G and when you put Nick G in search on YouTube you get all kinds of weird stuff uh, I always tell everybody to find how the best way to find my channel is to type in YouTube search, type in Brown Mountain Trail Review. For some reason, that seems to be one of my most popular videos, and it pulls it up like that. All right, so en- enough of that idle chatter. This week, I want to talk about uh, social media and arguing with people. And of course, I've gotten to the hate fights with people on social media many times before, and I'm sure everybody else has gotten to disagreements with some keyboard warrior, or maybe you're the keyboard warrior, and they just, things get out of hand. Uh, I'm not going to mention the uh, Facebook page I was on, because it's it's really not their fault, and I apologize to everybody involved. But what happened was a, uh, a newbie to off-roading posted a picture of a Jeep Liberty and said, I can't wait to get this thing modded up to take it off-road. And I welcomed him to the group and said, you don't have to mod it up to take it off-road. Wheel it as it is. You'll be surprised what it can do. And just that's just me offering words of encouragement. And I live by it. Wheel what you got and be happy. Although I didn't say it because I, don't, I do not want that to turn into a cliche, which I don't think it ever will. But that was my meaning behind it. And some guy, I don't know who he was, and I wouldn't even mention his name if I can remember it, accosted me. Don't do that. You'll tear up your vehicle. 
blah, 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 this and that. If you get it stuck, nobody's going to help you. Nobody in this group is going to help you. And I got to tell you, he picked the wrong group to say that in because the one Facebook page that he was in is the one I would trust these guys with my life. They, every time I go wheeling with these guys, I have a great time. They don't leave anybody behind. They pick up people along the way. They help strangers that are stuck that are not even in our group. He was totally off the mark with it. And it's, and it, and the people in the, in the group got offended by his comments and it sparked a little rage. And I felt bad because I felt like I initiated the whole thing. And then I just kind of slinked away into a corner and just kind of watched it happen. So what I want to talk about today is negative comments. How do you handle it? I've been fortunate enough on my YouTube channel to not really get too many negative comments. I got to say in a whole, the whole world has been very supportive of, of me and I thank you. But this wasn't my first YouTube channel. My first YouTube channel I did with my kids where we just played, played with a camera and just kind of act dopey and stuff. Maybe I'll post some of those videos. Maybe I won't. I don't know. <laughs> I should because they're kind of cute now. But oh, man, the, the, the hate I got from teenagers. And, and it, it, it was it was horrible. They would say this video is horrible. You should just go kill yourself. And I guess I, that's wrong thing to say to anybody because you don't know if I'm on the verge of killing myself. And you say that it could put me over the edge. But then I got a feeling that if you're saying those kind of comments, you wouldn't even feel bad about it. And I'm kind of all over the place. And the topic I want to get to is to talk about is handling it. Uh, the best thing to do is just bow out. Just stop responding. Because that, that's, that's exactly what they want is you to keep responding to them. They probably already have like a, a script made up in their mind of comments they're going to say. And just just walk away. I know it's hard. You always you want to get the last word in. But just bow out. Just say, all right, you win. Goodbye. And let them go on uh, typing away in their mom's basement. That's my advice. I know other people take different approaches. And I got to tell you, sometimes it's entertaining to read all the comments. But I'm at the point of my life now where I don't want to argue with anybody. And I don't want to offend anybody especially the people that own this page that I wheel with all the time. I, I don't want to blow up their page with negativity. I want people to come to their to their page and view it and, and like it and subscribe to it because they enjoy it, not because of the shit show comments that go around. Anyhow, if, you, if you're one of the people involved and you know what I'm talking about, I'll say I apologize. And if you happen to be the poor schmuck that's, that uh, started all this. Well, screw you. I but I do apologize to you that I made you feel that way. That nah, nah. I take it back. I don't apologize. You're just a schmuck. So with that in mind, please leave me a comment. Contact me, negative or unnegative. I don't really care. You are listening to the Ten Minute Off Road Podcast, the podcast for the off roader with the short attention span. I want to talk about real quick about recovery gear. It's that time of year, spring starting. 
everybody's going out wheeling. I've been out a couple of times myself already. Uh, haven't got stuck yet, but it's in my future. I know it. I want to talk about, uh, there's always new people going out at the beginning of the year, every year, and, and all the time. And I want to tell you, if you see somebody new or you're new yourself, don't be afraid to ask for help or tag along. You see a Jeep, you know, you're getting ready to go on a trail. You see somebody heading to the trail. Stop and talk to them. Hey, where are you heading? Where are you going? Do you mind if I, mind if I tag along? 99% of the people I know have met will never say no, more the merrier. Even if it means that we can't go on a heavier trail, we got to take something lighter. We, we enjoy showing off our knowledge to new people. But with that in mind, when you go out, first thing you should do is seek somebody to go with you. Because the best recovery is the one you don't do and you let somebody else do for you. But I'm, I'm just kidding. It's always best to have a second vehicle. Yours breaks down. You hop in somebody's and they go to, and you go into town to get help. Uh, your vehicle is stuck beyond recovery. They could drive you out. Well, more than likely what happens, you get stuck. You throw out a tow strap and they pull you out. Recovery gear is what you should have every time you go out. You should have, you should use the buddy system and you should have recovery gear. And I'll go over some of the, the basics of recovery gear. The, the first thing you have to get is tow points. Now, a lot of vehicles have like a hook or a loop in the front and something in the back to, to hang onto to pull out. Do not pull by your bumper unless you have a nice heavy off-road bumper that's tied into your frame. Uh, factory bumpers, they're, they're there just to absorb a five mile an hour impact. That is all your bump factory bumper is designed to handle. Don't wrap a strap around it and pull. There's 101 YouTube videos of bumpers flying off of vehicles. They're pretty comical. So if you do do it, video it and send it to me. But tow points. Uh, I drive a Jeep Cherokee. The Very few of them came from the factory with tow points. You have to buy a bracket that ties into the frame. And you can put a hook on it at the minimum. Or you just a lot of people just go that way with the uh, big heavy-duty off-road bumper that's tied into the frame. On the back of vehicle, uh, the same thing. You need something to hank on to. But if you have a trailer hitch, trailer hitch is the best place to hank on to for recovery. And I don't mean a step bumper hitch. I mean a receiver hitch. And please do not use the ball. Do not put the receiver in there and put a strap across the ball. Uh, those balls can shear off, and then you've got a little tiny cannonball or a big giant musket shot. And uh, they're deadly when they go flying. The best thing to do is just take the hitch out of the receiver. Now you have the receiver. Stick your toe strap in the receiver and put the pin through it, through the holes, and that'll, that'll capture it. And that's plenty strong. And if it breaks, there's not a whole lot of stuff to go flying. So that brings to the second thing you need is you need a tow strap. Uh, a nice 30 foot, three inch or four inch wide tow strap. Uh, you can get them fairly cheap now on Amazon. I think I paid 35 bucks for a 40 foot strap 
and I bought two of them and I keep one in my Jeep and one in my wife's Jeep just because you never know when you're going to get stuck or when you're going to see somebody stuck. And, and you should always carry a tow strap with you. This way you're not relying on somebody else to have one. Have as much stuff as you can with you. Now, D-ring shackles, uh, there's a big debate whether soft shackles or the big heavy metal D-rings. I prefer the big heavy metal D-rings because soft shackles, they get frayed on the bumpers or something and then not as strong. But then again, they're safer. But I've never in my life seen a D-ring go flying. I'm not saying it'll never happen, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, a tree saver and a... Uh, snatch block and if you don't know what snatch block is it's basically a pulley to uh, change the direction of a winch cable there's really no reason to carry one if you don't have a winch although you can't rely on everybody that has a winch to have a d-ring and a snatch block so they would help to have them do you need a winch uh it, it doesn't it never hurts to have a winch the times i've winched myself out of trouble i gotta say it was probably about twice most of the times my winch is used for gardening work pulling bushes and tree stumps out of the ground and then out, out on the trail i'm always recovering somebody else with my winch snatch block and tree saver i have used quite a bit but if you don't have a winch i wouldn't worry too much about carrying those a good set of gloves is always handy to have and when we're talking about and since we're talking about winches uh Synthetic versus steel cable. I like steel because it's kind of more durable. Yeah, it's dangerous when it breaks. But I try not to let it get to the point where it's going to break. And it's like I said, it's it's a little little more durable than a synthetic line. And I, I'm pretty bad on maintenance. I spool out my winch line about two or three times a year and kind of WD-40 it as I'm wheeling it back in and you know that's about it on that so if if, if, if you're up on proper maintenance and you can keep it covered because apparently sunlight destroys these things i'm talking about synthetic line not steel line steel is strong and not even super well i guess superman can bend steel but he could really screw the shit out of some uh, synthetic line all right so that's about all the time i have for tonight Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, this is Nikki G saying, wheel what you got and be happy.